1: This is the true story of seven strangers picked to live in a house, work together, and have their lives taped. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. The real world, New York, and homecoming. Guys, we are joined by the one, the only, from the original granddaddy, and now back for real world homecoming, Mr. Andre Como. What are you up to today? What are you doing?
0: Well, today I am, uh, uh, I'm working, I, I work in music publishing, working on about four different uh, film trailers and uh, promo spots. Um, and uh, what else am I doing today? Uh, that's got my day pretty much filled up, actually. I have a couple other. I have a couple other, um, I have a live Zoom a uh, little later
1: today as well. So busy day. Where are you in the world? Where do you live now? Los Angeles. It's a lovely day. It looks very nice. Well, I'm in New York city, so it's also shockingly a nice day here.
0: Oh, good, good. Nice
1: to know. And you know, a thing or two about New York. So you, you were living in New York already, like when you were on the original world, like you were already living there with your band.
0: Correct. Well, New Jersey, we had a house in New Jersey that we moved to in 1990, 91. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, I, I was there for over a year before I moved into the the loft in New York for
1: the real world. Were you doing, were you like doing a bunch of odd jobs, you know, like the typical, like...
0: Yes, I yes, I was. You know, we were actually uh, baby furniture movers. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. We moved uh, 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 baby furniture for a company called Bellini. <laughs> of all
1: names, right? Yeah. So you were doing the, you know, let me make it work with my bands in New York and living the life. And then how did the real world come about for you?
0: Well, the casting director was going around to where um, sort of young people worked. And, uh, uh, you know, nowadays those would have been like tech companies. Um, At the time, uh, they were going to um, record companies, uh, one of which was EMI Records, where my older sister uh, uh, worked in promotions. Um, And uh, one of her friends recommended me to the casting director, who um, uh, called me and asked me if I'd be willing to, if I would be interested in uh, coming down and meeting with the uh, casting department for a new experimental TV show airing on MTV that would feature my life and uh, my band.
1: So that was how it was pitched, like as something new and experimental.
0: Mm -hmm. A documentary style experimental TV show.
1: And you hear MTV, which, you know, at that day, at that time was, you know, showing videos night and day and, you know, was the only place to go for all your videos.
0: Well, it was the only place to go uh for Gen X I mean honestly, they spoke to gen x in a in a direct way that nothing else did um so it was it was absolutely the go to for people my age and um and of of
1: like interest well, what did the meeting go like? so you said yes, you went down, and what was that first meeting like?
0: It was great, you know it was fun uh, I mean they were asking me questions about uh, you know, about my life and about, uh, uh, you know, the band and what I do. And, um, and then, uh, they asked me to submit a, uh, like a home video of, um, of, uh, uh, you know, my friends and my life and just sort of general silliness, which I did, and it was pretty silly. Um, and, uh, you know, one thing led to another, uh, meeting after meeting after meeting were, were scheduled and, um, uh, I got it. <laughs> Did you have
1: any reservations? You know, I should have, <laughs> but,
0: uh, but no, I was, uh, strangely, uh, fearless at that time. And, um, you know, I, I, I. I I kind of was throwing caution to the wind and just said,
1: let's, let's do this. And you probably, I mean, were you like, okay, this could be a great opportunity for my band as well. Of course.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Anything, anything having to do with MTV at that time was uh, an opportunity to, uh, you know, get amazing exposure um, and, and, you know, heighten the awareness. And that what you do. At right. the time, I was just a struggling musician just trying to be
1: heard above the the noise. Was like, okay, because I know a lot of people said, you know, like a free place to live, but you kind of split your time between New Jersey and The Loft.
0: Most of us did split our time between where we were living prior to uh, The Loft and The Loft. I mean, uh, if memory serves, only one of us uh, didn't have another um residents in the metro area and i believe that was julie because she flew in from alabama the rest of us were kind of local to new york um uh at the time all of us
1: had another place and so and you guys weren't paid were you paid i don't think you were paid anything yeah we
0: were paid we were paid it wasn't a lot it was more of like a like a stipend
1: um yeah it wasn't a lot it was just enough to pay for drinks When you were telling people you were going into the house, you know, for this new experiment, where people, you know, because again, at this time we had nothing, we had no, there was no hills, Laguna Beach, we didn't even have Survivor. I mean, reality TV did not exist. Yeah. So I mean, were people like, I don't understand. Like, what are you going to do?
0: Well, uh, you know, I would just describe it was a documentary. Uh, uh, That's that's how it was pitched to me, and you know, documentaries are have been made you know forever as long as there's been film there's been documentaries so it was more like you know uh i would just say that i was filming a documentary as that's how it was pitched to me um and that's uh basically what i told people sure there were you know clearly a lot of people were like what why would they do a documentary on you or you know a bunch of um unknowns um but uh uh yeah, I mean you know MTV was very much at the forefront of experimental um, programming, and uh, I think you know I think there were just like and no one expected it to be much of anything. You know I mean we we all figured it was going to air once or twice and then just poof gone. You know here um, so so we that's... are thirty
1: years later. Oh yeah so that's what you thought like you know okay it could be some good exposure for my band but this amazing tv on a prince michael jackson right,
0: right. nirvana right uh, yeah so you Chris
1: cross <laughs> right paul abdul paul abdul exactly that, that was the time frame so you got right like it was Nineteen ninety-two. So you guys thought you would be what, like at one a.m. being shown, or just like a little? Well, side no, we thing? knew
0: we knew that it was going to be a a show, uh, much like their other um, shows of that era. I mean, I don't know if you recall the game show uh, Remote Control.
1: Yeah, sure. that was
0: you know, and and it aired once, and then was never heard from again. You know, I mean, that's uh, it's, uh, that's what we ex- we expected. You know, just for for them to air it to get its moment and then move on. You know, and little did we know that it was going to be shown in marathon form on the weekends, weekend after weekend after weekend, and then shown, uh, you know, on different networks. Uh, it aired on syndicated television after that, and then went to streaming platforms. I mean, it's just been, <laughs> I've been have been uh you know uh uh it's been aired almost not not quite nonstop but regularly for 30 years now. I mean yeah. uh, I, I I I kind of um I know what the the cast of Gilligan's Island feels like or or the Brady Bunch in in some ways Had to have a very short amount of time um
1: constantly recycled and perpetuated for you know ever, forever, what was your first impression of your roommates when you moved into the loft and when they all arrived?
0: Oh they all seemed very nice and interesting and uh, uh, I was um, I was excited about um, uh, uh, you know the the different personalities. I was also a little um, confused as I thought that maybe they were going to be a little more um you know i i was um yeah i was definitely um surprised at how different everyone was from different corners of the world not corners of the world corners of the country different backgrounds um and um really kind of uh uh I, at at first i was a little um surprised that any you know because i thought that maybe these the the casting folks thought that i that i was more like them but what they were actually searching for were very different people and how the the you know the 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 whole drama was seeing how these different people would get along i didn't quite understand that uh, at that time and um that was the you know the 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 brilliant um uh, uh, idea that they had um, was seeing how these uh, clearly um,
1: different and unique personalities would get along. It was brilliant. But going into it, you like just, you know, cause you make up your own backstory in life. We all do that. Like you expected just a bunch of people that look like you and just were similar to you.
0: Correct. Correct. I was, I was much, I was definitely expecting uh, much more um, like-minded And, and we were in many ways come to find out. Um, But the, um, I, I just, I, I just expected uh, a little more of that. um, A little more of the personality type that I am in there as well. And there wasn't.
1: (laughs) And that was the first thing that kind of just stuck out to you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Who did you, well, what type of personality would you say you are? back in the day. I, I watched it in it's original run. So, but. How, well, how I don't know. Yourself?
0: I think that, you know, so much has changed in, in my life. I, I would say that, you know, at the time I was, I was pretty, uh, as I mentioned, you know, a little fearless, completely arrogant and, um, and, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, arrogant and ignorant. There you go. Uh, I mean, that's, that's how I was. Um, and, uh, uh, I suppose, um, uh, we all had that, a, 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 a bit of that, um, in us. Um, and it, you know, uh, I, I've certainly, it was, <laughs> it was a, a real, uh, life-changing experience. Um, and it, and it forced me to confront, um, aspects of my personality that I, that I, upon reflection, didn't like. Um, and. Um, uh, you know, in, in some
1: ways it was a very humbling experience. When you were filming and I, I could see that when you were filming, like actually in the loft and filming, you know, doing like the makeshift confessionals, like, did you, you didn't guys, have
0: confessionals?
1: Yeah. I mean like that makeshift. didn't exist.
0: That was a, that was a construct that they came up with after our, our season.
1: Yeah. I mean, like when you were looking at the camera, even though it wasn't in a confessional, it was kind of just there. They were interviews
0: yeah. and there was always someone interviewing us. And some of those interviews were leading, you know, we were led to, you know, and that's, and that's where the, and that's maybe where some of the, um, I, I, I I'm trying not to use the word fabrication because none of it was fabricated, but it was definitely. Um, so some of the, some of the manipulation was in the interviewing um, uh, and you know, that they were, they were trying to tell a story and we were just trying to live our lives.
1: Right. Which is, so they kind of, that was my next question. Like they kind of knew what they were doing. They absolutely
0: knew what they were doing. They were, they, you know, they had a Petri dish and they were adding and subtracting things to find out what happens, you know? Um, uh, so they, they knew what they were doing. Um, not always. Uh, they, they knew that they were um, expecting
1: results. What those results were, they didn't know. How's that? I mean, the thing is, after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers... If there's one thing I've learned, there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless services starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, okay, what's the catch? But after speaking with them and using their service, it all made sense to me. There isn't one. Mint Mobile is the first company to sell wireless services online only. It's a brilliant idea. I don't know why no one has thought of this before. So by cutting out retail brick and mortar stores, there's no crazy overhead costs that they have to pay that get passed down to you. They're able to save all of that. And the only thing that they pass down to you is great savings. That's right. The plans start at just $15 a month. I'm using it. It's great. And of course, it comes with unlimited talk and text, high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And don't freak out yet. You can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan, and you keep your same phone number. So for everyone looking to get in touch with me, I have the same phone number since switching to Mint Mobile. And if you're not 100% satisfied, they have a seven-day money-back guarantee. This has changed my life. It starts at 15 bucks a month. So, to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com/velvetrope. That's mintmobile.com/velvetrope and you will cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com/velvetrope. If you want to stop paying exorbitant amount and only want to pay 15 bucks a month, mintmobile.com slash velvet rope. That's it. 15 bucks a month. That's good. Which is interesting. You know, I mean, I know they're professionals and they came up with this idea, but still to have no nothing. Like there's not one thing to look to. Like you said, this invented reality TV, it's interesting that they knew what they were doing at that.
0: Right. Time. Well they knew that they could create some drama, some uh reactions but they didn't know what those reactions were, and sometimes the reactions were what they expected,
1: and sometimes they weren't. Right? Did you know what you were doing, like you and the other roommates, or were you just like, "Why are we talking to these people?" And or could you? Oh, kind of- oh
0: well, I mean, you know, I don't think that any of us ever felt like, "Why are we talking to these people?" Ugh. Um, but uh, we didn't. We had no preconceived notions of what we were doing. You know, right. we didn't. We had no agenda. None of us I mean maybe maybe Kevin had a bit of an agenda as he is an activist and was an activist. And and he was also the oldest person in the loft with more of a sense of of direction and a sense of self and a sense of of uh of that agenda that, that I spoke of. Um so and and I think all of us uh were much more immature in in many ways um and, and uh you know that that period between your early 20s and your mid 20s are, are it's a very um uh uh you know a lot changes in that time and um and kevin had the the uh the the, the mileage uh, to know Uh, a little more about what he wanted to get across and you know I was more just self-interested in in my musical endeavors and really had no had no thoughts about changing you know uh, uh, anyone else's mind or anyone else's thoughts about anything other than you know rock and roll
1: (laughs) right who did you bond with the most, like right away in the house? Well,
0: uh, yeah, we, we, uh, I'd say I, at first, you know, I got along with, um, uh, Heather, my roommate, um, and Norman and Julie, the best, uh, while we were, uh, living in the loft. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, subsequently to, you know, I've, I've had some, you know, really great, um, times with, with everyone. Um, but you know, even certainly the, the folks outside of that, of that, uh, small group, um, I I've definitely gone, uh, uh and made many attempts to try to, uh, you know, bond and, 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 and have had some great times with, you know, um, Kevin and, um, uh, uh, Eric and, and, and Becky as well, outside of the,
1: um, outside of the, uh, loft as well. When you were in the loft, cause look, you guys dealt with these issues way, you know, you were dealing with like right there, like racism, like sexuality, all these issues, like the AIDS epidemic crisis. Could you tell from that point of view, like, these were groundbreaking issues and we're real people and we're dealing with this on like a national platform. I mean, I, I, I know you were there and you were filming and you were having these conversations, but.
0: Well, you know, when, so a lot of the, a lot of the conversations revolved around race and, um, uh, that was a very, and still is a, a very hot button issue. Um, and having an activist living um, with us really brought that to the forefront at, at all times. Um, I think that, um, you know, all of us uh, other than Kevin were uh, maybe, uh, you know, a little reluctant at best and maybe, you know, quite ignorant of, of, uh, of the reality of the situation for some people. We didn't have that same perspective. And we're too young to actually empathize
1: in a way that was meaningful. So you film the show, you are done filming, the show comes out, you know, you think you might be seen once or twice. Like, what was that like when the show came out? Was it like immediate, like overnight? Because I I can't really remember. Or was it like, okay, it's here, but now we're on every weekend and we're being repeated like... Was it, like, blown up right away? Like, did life change?
0: Um, Well, we saw the first episode while we were still living in the loft. Uh, They showed us the first episode uh, uh, during the last week that we were living there. Um, And in... um, It was surprising in in many respects. Um, It was uh, exciting. It was also uh scary uh, as it wasn't as um it wasn't as dry as I expected um, it was a lot more stylish and stylized uh, and um, edited in, in a way that was clearly trying to tell um a, a story rather than um rather than just present things as, as I saw them. Um, so I was, I was a little uh, nervous um, because I immediately knew that it was going to be. Um, and I should have been a little more aware of this, uh, uh, but um, it was different than what I expected it to be. So uh, I knew immediately that it was going to be not the greatest vehicle for uh music at that time um uh, given the climate of the era um if you can recall uh you know bands like nirvana uh and um the the seattle movement the the uh, at the at the time it was very anti corporate Sort of, um, uh, and and then there wasn't a whole lot that was cool about being associated with a, with a MTV kind of created show. So it wasn't the edgy thing that I was uh, that I thought I was being involved in, um, and it and it was edited more like a soap opera, um, and so that, you know, uh, uh, definitely uh scared me and and made me realize that this is going to be, you know, different than what i had expected.
1: And then was that a thing like when it came out and started airing, you know, your bands and you know like you're the cool rocker and your band is like legitimate real music band and was Yeah, it like... but
0: it wasn't taken that way. That's the problem. I'd say that, you know, uh <laughs> it's funny how um time has has changed the perception. Um, I think that a lot of people at first, certainly the music business, um, reacted very negatively towards what I, what we, uh, were involved in. And they, because we were going about it through a different channel, we didn't go through the normal channels to get to that platform. Um, normally there's a series of gatekeepers that, that really, uh, uh, keep things, uh, uh, to their, uh, to their liking. And and we went around all that. And so we were definitely treated, um, differently.
1: Right. As opposed to like American Idol and the X Factor and the voice and all this, I guess. Well, by
0: then, yeah, by then the, the climate had changed so much, you know, you're talking about at least 10 12 years later uh right. the climate was much different and nowadays you know that's they they look at it as like a, a blessing uh, all this free promotion for their artist. but at the time they looked at it very very much like an interloper a usurper a uh you know it was it was an unwelcome uh 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 sort of I don't know, it was right. much more
1: unwelcome, yeah, like you kind of went around all us figureheads and figured exactly. out a way,
0: yep, and they didn't like it.
1: <laughs> I could see that, especially like again, this is the first reality show that there was. What about your bandmates like did that cause friction? like were they like, yeah, it, did, what the it hell? did,
0: well, they were also expecting something different, and uh when they saw it and realized that this is not going to be the vehicle. Uh, that they were hoping then it became sort of a, a problem and it, and it definitely created uh, a lot of um, animosity between us. And uh, uh, I mean, we managed to stay together uh, long enough to, to release, you know, three records after the show aired, um, which is a long time actually for any band in there that, that was created in high school uh, to, to, to stick around. But um uh, uh, it it you know it definitely I'd say those fault lines were created at that time.
1: What about like the fame aspect of it? Like you know, just people recognizing you. I mean, whether not even the related to the band. You know, did you get to the point like where you couldn't walk down the street? You know, because you guys were everywhere. yeah.
0: No, I had a I had an identity crisis. I certainly had a real problem with with um. It, it got to where I I I you know I started to. Um, uh, you know, just kind of hate everything. It, it was a it was a problem. I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. It, it was a, I had a real identity crisis and and kind of went a little crazy and you know cut off all my hair in a fit of rage and you know and you know I mean like you see it in the movies occasionally, someone in the mirror doing that with to themselves and 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 you know I lived that. That was that was a real occurrence for me in like about 1990. I had that kind or 95, I guess it would have been, uh, I had that, um, you know, that experience and, uh, it was, uh, it was a real, you know, Wes Anderson kind of moment, uh, where I just, uh, uh, in the mirror with a pair of scissors and suicidal thoughts in my head, uh, uh, you know, just went a
1: little nuts. Really? It got like that dark? Sure. Absolutely from what just like the fame like as i so mentioned a, a
0: a uh, an identity crisis it was you know i didn't like the image that was portrayed of me and i didn't like how i was perceived and i didn't like you know i mean it's and you're also dealing with just the growing pains of your early 20s so it was yeah. very difficult to to uh uh just kind of juggle all that and 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 uh make sense of it
1: Because Doherty's health is so important to me. Doherty is so picky. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree, but he loves this dog food. What do I love best about Superfood Complete? The fact that it's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet. But don't take my word for it. Go to badlandsranch.com slash velvet in order right now to get 50% off your regular priced order with a 90 day money back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S ranch.com slash velvet today. It's sandal season and that's something I used to wait all year for. But now with the new croc style sandals, I embrace those feel good summer vibes all year long. Can you sympathize with people then like, you know, I mean, this is what I think of when you, I hear shaving the head, you think of like Britney Spears and like,
0: yeah, uh, uh, sort of, um, it was just a, a difficult, it was a very difficult time for me.
1: Can you sympathize then with like a, a Britney Spears? Like, I, that's what Absolutely.
0: I think of. Oh, I, 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 I lived it. Are you kidding? Uh, that's, that's exactly what I, I know exactly how she felt and, uh, uh, and you know,
1: I, I, I lived it wow so after that point how did you kind of get over that i mean well um you know uh luckily for
0: me i i uh i was able to um change and uh, you know i i've always been a fan of artists that are able to reinvent themselves and uh, uh, you know, willingly or unwillingly, that's exactly what I did. I, when my band broke up in 1997, I moved to Los Angeles, and um, shortly thereafter, I I uh, stopped playing rock music and started playing acoustic music, uh, much through my appreciation for artists like Bob Dylan, and um, uh, uh, I learned uh, a real appreciation for. Uh, roots and um, uh, old country music um, and I really fell into that whole world um, and did that exclusively for the next 10-12 years um, uh, here in LA to a much uninterested and apathetic audience. Uh, It's not exactly a country music hub here um, but but that was all right because that's what I was really doing and I've really not... Uh, been very interested in what other people think or what other people expect of me. It, I do, I do what I like to do. And, you know, uh, I don't really, uh, I don't let the, um, uh, the my environment dictate what, um, uh, what I do much to, you know, uh, <laughs> much as detrimental as that can be. It's, uh, it's just as an artist, it's, you, you don't, you don't let the uh, winds of change dictate what you do. You do things in spite of that. So, um, so yeah, I, I just reinvented myself and that, I'd say that that was really the thing that, you know, uh, got me out of that um, uh, sort of um, troubled
1: mindset. And that's a good thing. Cause then that means you're authentic, right? Like you're making authentic music.
0: That's what I'm told.
1: So during that period, like, did you keep in touch with all your roommates? Like, throughout all of this? Uh, not,
0: you know, there was a there was a period where I wasn't really keeping all that much in touch. Um, but uh, certainly, by the time I moved out to Los Angeles, um, being that this is a destination and a place that everybody uh, occasionally visits. I made it a point to, you know, make myself available to to my old roommates and my friends and and uh, uh, certainly, you know, uh, became much more available um, to them and 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 then, you know, did, uh, uh, you know, keep in touch after after that time. Yes.
1: So in two thousand one, there was this interview, or it was in People Magazine, and you said, "If I ever had to do it over again, I wouldn't." Regarding the real world, do yeah. you remember saying that? Sure, sure. Which you meant at the time, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I did.
0: Uh, and um, and and I'm and I'm just uh, you know, I think there's a lot of things that that uh, if you were given the opportunity to change about your life and you know you might have and i and i'll and i'll go go ahead and and say that that was probably incorrect what i would say um given a little more time to reflect um i would say that uh uh i would probably do it again but i'd i'd uh, uh go go about it much differently and i would have been um much more um open and um less self-interested and just more um um uh go you know just going about it in a different in a different manner um and not so uh interested in in trying to um build a musical career out of it rather than just uh take taking it for for you know um what it's you know taking it as far as i could just for the experience and not expecting certain things out of it. That's, that's how I would have handled it differently. That's
1: what you would do. If you're looking back, just really live in the moment and focus exactly, on Exactly. Exactly. That makes sense. Well, that's good. I mean, you can look back and say you learned. Well, you can't say I've you would never, lot. I mean, you can't say you would never do it again because here we are. Right. So, right. Right homecoming how does that happen you get a call you get a text like how does this yeah well what
0: happened was we so we've had this running text thread between the cast members for the last couple of years and you know we were we would just use that to share with uh each other what what everyone's doing lately you know heather's got a new show on sirius xm kevin's got a new book out and and so we would just be sharing these kinds of things Um, I have a new album, that kind of thing. Um, and, uh, on this text thread, uh, Eric was the first person I believe. Uh, and he said, Hey, heads up, they're looking to do a reunion. Um, uh, you know, look out for the the call. And, uh, I was like, huh. Uh, and then Kevin, uh, called me, and said yeah they're they uh i just got off the phone with the the casting director they're looking to do a reunion and i did not get the call and i was like huh i wonder if i'm not uh invited to do this because there have been reunions that i've not participated in uh because they dealt mostly with uh other casts and um uh and that and and i've uh chosen to not be a part of things that often uh, that that brought other casts together and uh, and that kind of thing. Um, So I was curious that I wasn't invited to be a part of this one, Um, but I did get the call. And when I learned that it was going to be just our cast and that it was going to be, um, uh, you know, a similar situation to the original where they would be filming us in New York uh, you know, where we shot the original one. Um, I was thrilled and I was excited about being a part of that, um, uh, uh, you know, s- sort of revisiting um, that
1: experience. Were you the last person to get the call?
0: No, no, actually I was the, uh, I don't know who, uh, you know, but I, I, as I was talking with Kevin on the phone, literally the, you know, uh, I, I got the call as I was, as he was explaining to me what they had just, you know, cause they had just hung hung up with him. Uh, and he called me to, to, you know, tell me what, what he learned. And as, I, as, as he was doing that, I got the call and I, you know, I don't know why, what order they, they called people in, but, uh, it was fairly quickly that, um, uh, I was
1: asked to, to, you know, participate. Did you have any reservations, you know, just based on the last time? and
0: No, not really. Not when I learned what the concept was, um, you know, in New York, just the seven of us. Um, and, uh, you know, my reservations had more to do with COVID and um, how, you know, what was going to, what the, uh, how, how they were going to do this safely and um, that, that kind of uh, thing, those if i had any reservations it was it was more to do with with the bizarre situation that we're all living through given covid and and the pandemic
1: well speaking of covid like how how strange was it that eric wasn't there that he was it was very sad i mean
0: obviously no one uh, one of the you know one of the main draws for for all of us was that we would all be in the room together for the first time since the early nineties. Because honestly, although we've, as I mentioned, kept in touch over the years and we've seen each other sporadically at different times in different areas, there hasn't been a moment where we're we've all been together um, uh, in the same room, sharing, you know, sharing the same space. And unfortunately, you know, That still stands, you know, we still haven't been all in the same room together. Um, And uh, you know, uh, I don't know that we will.
1: (laughs) I mean, we'll see. Well, maybe in 10 more years or some other milestone number of a reunion. Perhaps, perhaps. How, How was the concept pitched to you this time? Other than New York, like, was it pitched like, you know, because of what's going on in the world and, you know, not COVID, just like, you know,
0: well, I think that you know they mentioned that it's MTV's 40th anniversary and um we are nearing um the 30th anniversary of our show. Right. Um and so you know and you know I I work in in the music business and I do know that um you know the the cycle of of bringing things back it's it's clear, you know, in in not only this but it was clear to me that the 90s were very much on their way back. Yeah. Um, You know, so, so this was, it was no surprise to me that, you know, they were uh, uh, interested in bringing nineties things back on into the forefront. Um, But uh, uh, you know, to me, uh, I was just excited about um, seeing everyone and being able to not only share all the different things that have happened to me over the years, but to hear what, you know, what's been going on with everyone else. And, and furthermore, to be able to um, uh, maybe correct some of the um, uh, things that, that I may have, uh, you know, uh, either some of my missteps from the past um, and, uh, and to be able to share some
1: of that evolution um, in, in, uh, in my own character what was like the number one thing you kind of wanted to correct or you consider, well, I would say,
0: you know, I'd certainly, you know, not the, I don't consider it number one, but, uh, uh, the the first thing that pops into my head is, is certainly, you know, um, uh, my thoughts on, um, uh, Kevin and the, uh, the racial, um, conversations, or I should say the conversations that, that, that delved into the um, uh, racial issues um, and, and how I, uh, you know, time has proven Kevin to be pretty correct on all of his all of his points that we were, you know, um, some of us were pushing back a little on back in the early nineties. And it's, and it's merely, you know, we just didn't have that same experience um, and didn't have the insight into his experience that we've now, uh, seen play out in social media time and time again. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, it's heartbreaking to know that that is a, the reality of, of, uh, of many people and, um, you know, um, it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, to be able to, you know, uh, come back and, 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 you know say say to kevin uh uh you know that that so often his his perspective and his viewpoints were were correct um uh was uh you know it was a it was a nice opportunity to be able to to um, um you know
1: kind of go back there and and uh correct that that misstep do you feel like it's easier? I mean, I feel like once again, MTV is like on the cutting edge of, you know, it just, you guys dealt with this so far ahead of its time. And now here, like, do you feel the more that's changed, the more that stayed the same, we're still talking about the same issues or are these conversations, did you feel like much easier to have now or almost the opposite, much harder? oh
0: for me much easier uh as i've i think that you know uh i've evolved in my my thought process and everything has you know um i i you know i have no problems admitting my own faults in this um so it wasn't a difficult thing for me i think that it was a difficult situation um for some people and we'll just leave it at that i don't know if you've You know, uh, I think as evidenced by the most recent episode that just aired yesterday. um, You know, not so easy for some people, but that's, you know, their own difficulty.
1: Yeah, and I think, yeah. And I just think certain words, you know, like, because back then the word racist was thrown around way back the first time. Just, I mean, it has like, do you think like, I mean, to me, like, it's almost like that word has when
0: someone says this might sound racist and the other, and the other person says, then don't say it. I don't know how else, uh, you know, there is a clear, uh, I I can't think of anything more, more clear, you know, correct. Then don't say it, you know? And if you have to, if you have to qualify something before you say something like that, this might sound racist, then the answer is most definitely, then don't say it. Simple as that. Or find a way to express what you're trying to say without sounding racist. How's that? You know, I mean, I mean, look, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying that you shouldn't. Uh, that, that's, that's the solution to that. Then find a way to express what you're trying to say without
1: sounding racist. Are you shocked, you know, in 2021 that this happened?
0: Yeah, I'm a little surprised that someone could be so unaware of self, unaware of of how things are obviously going to be depicted uh, and how someone is going to be um, seen, especially given... All that we've been through, all that we know, um, uh, I'm I'm a little surprised and disappointed that someone could be so unaware. Yeah, you know, I mean, we don't have that luxury anymore. We don't we don't have uh, that um, sort of uh, innocence of youth, uh, that that ignorance, uh, the blissful ignorance that that, uh, we were afforded in our early twenties at this point in our lives, we need to be a little more aware and, uh, empathetic and, and to understand, you know, uh, what other people go through. And, you know, if you're, if you're not aware, then you've been, then you've been, um, actively, uh, uh, blind then than you then you're purposely uh keeping yourself ignorant and i think julie said it best it's not enough to be um uh uh anti uh, well it's not enough to be uh uh um against racism you have to actually push back and be anti-racist and that's and that's the truth
1: yes that is the truth have you spoken anti- be
0: against oppression you have to push back against oppression it's not enough to just be uh uh, uh you know uh sort of uh, against
1: it in your head you have to project it and that's you know look that's a huge change from julie I and mean, who do you think has changed the most since the first two home uh
0: well changed I, I see now that's funny because um uh i don't think that um <laughs> it's interesting Um, I think we've all changed. I think we've all changed a lot Uh, in some ways. You know, I think that Kevin has changed a a great deal. He's become much more patient, excuse me. He's become much more patient and um, um, much more um, um, also empathetic to, you you know, knowing that uh, uh, you have to be able to um, uh, meet, People where they are, and uh, and Julie certainly. I you know I've always known Julie to be a very understanding, very empathetic person. So I wouldn't say that she's changed a lot, um, because she's just grown more into a, a an understanding, uh, a wonderful person. Um. So I you know I don't know that anyone has changed all that much. I think that we've all, uh, you know, maybe I've changed the most in that. You know, I, I, I was pretty irresponsible and immature back then. And now I'm, you know, I'm uh, uh, married with a, you know, I'm a, I'm a dad now. And I never thought that that was in my future. Um, uh, uh, I certainly never expected uh, uh, that to be my um, calling, but I love it. And uh, and uh, and so, you know, maybe, maybe it's me that's changed the most. I'm, I'm not sure.
1: And yeah, and Chan. I don't mean anything negative about change. And have you guys spoken? And I'm not picking on her. Have you guys spoken, like, as a cast or like to Julie since the episode aired? You mean Becky? Becky, sorry. Yes. Becky. Yeah, that's
0: fine. Um, uh, I have not spoken to Becky since the show aired. I've spoken with her a few times since we moved out, um, and have you know explained uh you know my thoughts because what happened um in uh is that when she left she didn't respond to any of our repeated texts or or calls i called her a couple of times when she left um just to kind of say what's going on What what are you doing um and she didn't respond and that kind of rubbed me the wrong i mean it rubbed me the wrong way certainly and so when i did hear from her i had to explain to her look you know, your absence, given, given that, you know, there was no other explanation. I, I went, uh, I went in a, you know, uh, a pretty dark place and, and I had nothing else to go on. Um, you weren't there to, you know, give any other explanation. So, I mean, obviously I knew it wasn't me, but I, I still felt, you know, that she should have, um um responded to my repeated uh texts and and calls and maybe cleared up some some of that uh uh confusion um, so yes, I did speak with her after we moved out, but I haven't talked to her since the um the show aired. but you guys uh,
1: will probably eventually speak of course, yeah, I have no ill will. I see you still have the long hair now that it's grown I'm sorry, back. Sorry, I, yeah, I just got no, on the show. no. I mean, I I'm trying. So you shaved it, but I mean, you're just. I you think you'll always have this? No,
0: I, had, I actually, um, I, I cut. I was wearing short hair for for years and years, um, and uh, it just so happened that I started growing it out again in about. 2019 and then and then the pandemic hit and I couldn't get my hair cut so I just didn't didn't even bother Uh, and it's funny when they called uh, 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 and asked you know if I'd be interested in in doing the reunion one of their first questions was do you still have long hair and I was like kind of yeah I actually do Uh, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't out of um, any sort of expectation of yeah, I I started making rock music again, and and uh, uh, not that you have to have long hair to play rock music or anything, but it's kind of um, I don't know, it's kind of a thing.
1: Well, I wonder if you said no, if yeah. the next question would have it been would be like, click <laughs> or can you please just grow it like?
0: I hope not. I hope that that's not like the the uh, you know the uh, my whole character here is the no, hair. it's not. Do but, you get... Um, it is, it's certainly one of the, uh, you know, uh, one of the defining characteristics of of my character. The rocker.
1: You, <laughs> yes, yes and no, that's not all that you're known for. Are you shocked at just, you know, again, like you made the show, it came out, we talked about your full evolution, here we are, homecoming. Like, are you, I mean, you've had a lot of years to deal with this, but like, are you shocked at just, this show like what this show has done
0: well you know it's funny i i we we spoke a little bit about um the uh uh the way that MTV spoke to gen x in a way that nothing else did and i think that this show spoke to gen x also in a way that uh was inc- you know incredibly personal to to many people and Um, you know, it it spoke to Gen X in a way that was incredibly personal on a network that spoke directly to Gen X in a way that nothing else did. So um, I'm not shocked at the response that the homecoming um, is getting given that, you know, here we are, uh, Gen X is fine, you know, the boomers are, are are uh leaving their their post whether whether they like it or not um and gen x is is uh you know taking over uh uh and um you know people are interested in in uh in gen x in a way that you know i think that in many ways gen x was unfairly characterized um with this whole slacker uh uh moniker that is unfair i would say that Boomers gave that that um uh, uh, that that title to Gen X in a way in in some ways to limit our possibilities in a way to keep um us under their control um I think that it's an unfair uh statement, but it's one that I wear with a with a sense of pride because I think it's hilarious um but I I do find it to be uh, uh, in some ways a um, um we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. A word that, you know, uh, or a title that, that keeps boomers in control. Um, yeah. And uh, whether, you know, whether they like it or not, they're on their way out and we are, we
1: are you know, taking over. Two final questions before we wrap up. Does it ever get old? I mean, like, do you get recognized a lot? Like, oh, you know, like again, you have a, you're a father. You have a whole nother career. You have music. Does it ever get old? Like, do you get tired of like, oh, wait, isn't that that guy Andre from the real? Well, world? It,
0: honestly, it had you know when I was wearing. Okay, so when I cut off all my hair in the mid nineties, everything kind of stopped, <laughs> and uh, and I uh, and I didn't get recognized. Uh, often at all um, and then as you know the years went on I would more often if someone did recognize me they wouldn't know where they would be like don't I know you from uh, aren't you a friend of so-and-so's or somebody i just like no yeah, yeah. of course if I didn't know them I would just be like i I would try not to let them struggle too long. If they were really trying to find you know, search where they know me from, right. I'd just be like, yeah, I was on a TV show, but occasionally I would get burned. Um, and I would say, you know, if I would jump to that too quickly, I would go, yeah, you know me from a TV show. They'd be like, no, I know you from this person. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I do know you from that person. <laughs> and that happened a couple of times, uh, uh, much to my embarrassment. Um, but uh does it get old no I mean there was a time that it got old um and uh and that time you know I was going through my own identity crisis I had a lot more going on personally um and I think that you know the added attention that I was getting just from the show I looked at uh negatively and and it was more to do with my own um uh you know, internal, uh, uh, problems, you know, that, and, and my own craziness that was going on in my, my own circle and that the added attention, um, was, uh, perhaps unwelcome. Uh, but that's, you know, that uh, it shouldn't, I shouldn't have been so,
1: um, bothered by it. Right. And finally, do you watch reality TV today? Are you aware of reality TV? Are you shocked at how I'm far you
0: I'm very aware of reality TV. I don't watch much of the kind of reality TV that deals with the personal drama. I'd say the only reality TV that I am that I watch consistently are cooking shows because I'm a home cook and I love to cook. Um, so anything having to do with Gordon Ramsay, or john favreau 's chef show i love uh, i 'm a big fan of uh, of that uh, uh, and, and, and almost every cooking show I, I, I love to uh, uh, watch and, and try to glean what I can uh, techniques and and, um, and things like that. Um, other reality uh, programming doesn 't really speak to me i 'm a little too aware of when I see things um, that I think are manipulated uh, through editing or through um, I I'm, I'm keenly aware of, of, of the process um, and it, and uh, I, I'm more often than not turned off by it given in, in the um, more drama centered reality shows like, I don't, you know, my wife watches The Bachelor, and I can't even, I can't even be in the same room. I mean, I, you know, she, she knows that it's uh, uh, silly, and and doesn't, you know, she's not like, uh, um, but but it's all, it's just, it's her junk food, and, uh, uh, but I can't even be in the same room.
1: I was gonna say, so we're not gonna see you watching like The Real Housewives. Oh my God, no!
0: <laughs> I can't, yeah, I can't even be in the same room.
1: Because literally, I just
0: watch it, and I, 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 it, it really appeals to the worst um, aspects, and I, it's just—I mean, I don't
1: want to be too harsh, but it's trash. <laughs> you know. Uh. Well, let me tell you, the real world. The first, the second, the whole thing. And like Homecoming is just, I don't know. I, I think it's like the best show of the year personally. Oh, I'm so glad you it's, think that. I just think it's such a like what's going on in the world this time to reunite you guys just made like I thought it was amazing. Before you go, well, what what were you gonna say? I didn't want to cover it. Oh you nothing.
0: Up. I'm 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 always so uh thrilled to hear uh how um and i and i read some of the comments uh uh on you know either so you know on social media about it and and i am so happy to see that uh so many people are um so you know uh uh just happy to see us you know and 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 they you know my favorite is when people say that you know these are like watching old friends uh and i don't mean friends the tv show i mean old acquaintances yeah. um and uh and that they really feel connected to us on that personal level um because honestly the seven of them you know uh, uh the six uh, uh, the, the other six people in my cast they are my friends and i'm happy to say that and i and I, i'm so glad to know that it comes across that way and that people can feel connected to us in that way because we are connected we
1: literally are a family And that's why I think, I mean, like, look, it's nostalgia at its best, but I think just like you said, doing what I do, you notice things on reality shows. I mean, and so like whether people were aware or not aware, this is like one of the most authentic experiments and like just the first incarnation. And I think it's been so well done and just, yeah, having you guys back and like just the fact that there's so much going on in the world and now like a lot of the issues are the same. It's like, and I think it's being handled so well and I'm not just saying that cause you're sitting in front of me. Like I truly am. I think it's like the best show of the year.
0: Well, thank you very much. And I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I think it's, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it myself. I, I think that they did a great job. And uh, I mean, knock on wood, it continues to be good cause we haven't seen the other three episodes. But, well, uh,
1: maybe, maybe next year at this time, you guys will be back again. Perhaps.
0: We'll see. Only time will tell, right?
1: Before you go, can I take a screenshot of us together? Sure. So I can promote this. And where can everyone find you that wants to follow you on social media?
0: Yeah, you can find me on Facebook at Andre Como Music. Uh, you can come to my website, Andre, I have My band is called Andre Como, uh, and uh, uh, we have a new album uh, we just released in 2020 um, uh, called Wrong Within. We have a brand new album coming out in April called Clean Break. The single for Clean Break, the title track, Clean Break, comes out in two weeks, and um, Uh, you know, you can, uh, find our record on all of the digital music outlets, iTunes,
1: um, Amazon, Apple music, etc. Everyone needs to check it out. Yeah. I really appreciate your time. I do. I know you're busy. So thank you so much. Thank you, David. I've enjoyed this chat and definitely keep in touch. Thank you so much. Okay. Be well. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope.